0: Woo, praise God. Let's give him a good Bendale welcome. God bless you, Brother Ralph. Appreciate you. Amen. I wanted, could you give the Lord
1: a great hand clap of praise. Would you lift your voice also? Would you hand clap? God, I thank you, Jesus. Anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? I said, is anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Thank you, Jesus. How many knows there is but one God? I said, how many knows there is but one God? Hallelujah. Anybody know what his name is? His name is Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 What a wonderful, wonderful God we serve. Amen. How many's tasted of the Lord and found that he is good? Amen. If you're here tonight and you don't know whether or not he's good or not, Amen. You can taste of his goodness and his mercy before you leave here tonight, and you can agree with the rest of us that we serve a God that is good. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, he's not just good some of the time. not just good part of the time. Amen. But He's not just good most of the time. Amen. But he's good all the time. Amen. He's God on the mountain, God in the valley. Amen, and God all in between, no matter where you find yourself in life, amen, he is God and he is good, amen. You know, the thing about God is this, that when you fall in love with him and you allow him to be your shepherd, amen, that he works everything for your good, amen, for them that are called according to his purpose, amen, he, he takes bad things. And pulls out all the goodness that can be found in them and turns it in our favor. Amen. There's not one thing, I've said it before, but I'm going to say it again. There's not one single thing that catches God by surprise. Amen. But he is in control. Anybody believe that with me tonight? Unless we serve a God that is in control. Amen. He is powerful. And he's mighty, and he is in this house tonight. And it's God's will for you to leave here tonight different than the way you came. Anybody want to leave that way tonight different than the way you came? Knowing that I have been in contact with Jesus Christ. Amen. Knowing that I have touched the hem of his garment, and I will never be the same. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, Exodus chapter 25, beginning with verse number 1. Amen. Exodus chapter 25, verse number 1. Amen. Moses has already made his way up into the mountain that appears to be burning. Amen. I that mountain that appears to be on fire. Amen. I all the trembling and the thundering and the noise. Amen. And I do want to say that I get tonight that I give honor to uh, Pastor Moore and Sister Moore. Amen. How many appreciate your pastor and pastor's wife? Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Genuine, real people. Amen. And uh, give honor to them. Excited about what God's been doing in Bendel. Amen. And I'm just believing God for greater things. Anybody agree with me on that? Amen. Hallelujah. Exodus 25 and 1 says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they bring me an offering of every man that giveth it willingly with his heart, shall take my offering now God said Moses I want you to tell my people to bring me an offering but I want you to stress to them that this is a willing offering that I'm not going to force them to give but if anybody has something to give let them give it with a willing heart amen and of this offering which you shall take of them gold and this is the offering which ye shall take of them: gold and silver and brass and blue and purple and scarlet and fine linen and goats' hair and ramskins dyed red and badger skin and shittim wood, all for the light. Spices for anointing oil and for sweet incense. Onyx stones and stones to be set in the ephod and in the breastplate. And let them—somebody say them—make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them according to all that I show thee after the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all the instruments therefore thereof, even so shall ye make it. Now God told Moses, I want the people to bring me an offering willing of their free heart. And he gave him a list of what he desired to be brought. And he said, but Moses, I'm going to show you and I'm going to give you the vision for the tabernacle and for the vision or the pattern of all the instruments thereof so that you can make this for me. Amen. I want to talk to you tonight about the ministry of a burden bearer. Amen. The ministry of a burden bearer. Would you lay your Bibles down? I wonder, would you lift your hands with me right now all across the house of the Lord tonight? Anybody want God to have his way in this service? God, Lord, I come before you right now. God, I pray that you empty me of myself, my own ideas, my own opinions. God, and I pray that you would use me as an instrument, as a vessel, as a tool in the palm of your hand for your glory. God, empty me of my own ideas and opinions. God, empty me of myself. God, and fill me with your holy anointing, God. For it's truly your anointing that destroys every yoke of bondage. God, it is your anointing that lifts the heavy burden and off the shoulders of your people, God. uh, Lord, I pray that you would drive out the oppressor tonight from the house of the Lord, God. uh, Bind up the brokenhearted and set every captive soul free, God. I pray that you would fill somebody uh, with the baptism of the Holy Ghost tonight, God. uh, Lord, I pray that you would anoint every ear to hear your word, anoint every heart and every mind to receive your word tonight, God. uh, Lord, and if any good thing would happen in this house tonight, God, uh, let it be said that it was because of your anointing. Let's clap our hands together one more time. Time. I wonder, about somebody shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Come on, somebody begin to call on the name of Jesus, that wonderful name. Hallelujah. There is salvation in no other name but the name of Jesus. What a wonderful God we serve tonight, God. You're able to do it in this house. Hallelujah. 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 We give you praise in Jesus' name. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Hallelujah. The ministry of a burden bearer. Amen. The children of Israel have witnessed Moses go up into the presence of the Lord. And Moses finds himself on this mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. And and there it is that God begins to speak with Moses. And he begins to tell of his desire to Moses for his people to bring an offering unto him. And to bring of, of their own willing heart. And of what they have been blessed with. And of what they have received from the goodness of God himself. And there he says, Moses, I want you to make... Sure, that my people understand that I want them to willingly give of themselves. I want them to freely give of what I have blessed them with so that I could have a sanctuary and that I could have a place where I could dwell among my people. God made it plain and very clear to Moses that it is my desire for my people to build for me a place. It is my desire, my will for my people. To build for me an habitation Where I can come and be with them And dwell among them And then God goes further to tell Moses I'm also going to lay a vision And a burden upon you And I'm going to give you the pattern Or the blueprint of how things ought to be built And how things are to be structured And how things are to be placed together And can I tell you tonight In the house of the Lord That a lot of times Moses and Aaron get a lot of the limelight and a lot of the credit for what happened with the tabernacle and the building thereof but can I tell you none of this would have been possible without the people catching a hold of the vision that God handed down to Moses none of this could have happened if it had not been for men and women with a willing heart said, God I will bring of myself I will bring of what you have blessed me with and I will freely give it to the work of God. I will freely lay myself down and allow myself to be a vessel for God to use. And I tell you here tonight in the house of the Lord that it's God's will for men and women to willingly give of themselves. God is looking for people that say, God, I want to be a part of something bigger than myself. I want to be a part of something bring change, uh, not only to my life, uh, but to everyone that is around me. Uh, I want to be a part of something uh, that's going to bring change to this world. Hallelujah. In Proverbs 29 and 18, it says, where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law happy he? Oh, can I encourage somebody here in the house of the Lord tonight to reach out and to grab a hold of your pastor's God-given vision and to say, man of God, whatever it is that God is asking us to do, I'm behind you 100%. I want to have a move of God. I want to have revival. I want to see that land purchased. I want to see that building go up. Why? Because I'm grabbing a hold of the vision. I'm grabbing a hold of that burden And I'm saying man of God It's not yours alone But God has called me To be a burden bearer. God has called me To take responsibility Upon myself And as God allows me I will be a blessing To the house of God I will be a fixture In the house of my God Hallelujah There were some that brought gold. And there were some that brought skins. But each gift was just as important as the other. As Moses with the vision from God laid out the plan that God had given to him, can I tell you that Moses was unable to fulfill this God-given vision on his own but it took people with a willing heart and to catch a hold of a burden to help make it happen. And maybe you're here tonight sitting under the sound of my voice wondering what can I do in the church? What can I do to help see a move of God and to help see revival? Can I tell you, you can start by catching a burden and getting a hold of God like never before and saying, God, it is my desire to see sons and daughters born in the altars it is my desire to see men and women changed by the power of the Holy Ghost it's my desire to see drug addicts delivered in Jesus name it's my desire to see those that are depressed delivered in Jesus name it's my desire to see those that are struggling in their mind find peace in the house of God Hallelujah. Can I tell you, for the vision of God to really be realized, it takes a body of believers working together. It takes all hands on deck. It takes people making up in their minds no matter the cost, no matter the time it takes. I will do whatever I have to do to see an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. I'll do whatever I have to do to see my babies in the altar crying out to God for repentance and for forgiveness of their sins. I'll do whatever I gotta do to see revival, to see the work of God move forward and I tell you it's not God's will for there to be nothing going on but it's God's will for there to be a fire that would burn and work and move in the hearts and lives of every sinner and of every child of God Numbers chapter 4 tells us about burden bearers that worked behind the scenes. Matter of fact, the word burden or burdens is used nine times in this chapter alone. And here, it tells us of the sons of Kohath. And it tells us the burdens that they were designed and called by God to carry. They carried the furniture and the instruments that were used In the tabernacle worship. They were called out by God and separated unto God and given a specific burden and given a specific task to carry out. It was their job to take care of all the workings that went on in the si- inside of the tabernacle. It was God's will for them to cover up the ark of the covenant itself and to bear it before the Lord. It was God's will for them to take care of the lamp and all the table of show bread and all the instruments that were used in their sacrifice and that was used in their worship to the King of kings and the Lord of lords oh they were important to the house of God because without these sons of Kohath there would have been nobody to carry the burden and to carry the load of the furniture in the house of God Can I tell you tonight in the house of the Lord that God is looking for men and women that say God whatever you desire for me to do that's what I'm going to do whatever you call me to do God that's what I'm going to do whatever burden you place on my heart that's what I'll be willing to do I'm not looking to just sit on a pew or to find me a chair and take up space but God put a burden on me for the lost put a burden on me for the things of God put a burden on me that says I want God more than anything else, and then you had the sons of Gershon, and they were called out and separated into the work of God to carry the curtains of the tabernacle and the coverings of badger skins and the hangings for the doors. Oh, this might not have been as spectacular as carrying the Ark of the Covenant after it had been wrapped in the veil. This might not have been as special, so to speak, as carrying the table of showbread, but nevertheless God had called them to carry their burden and God had told them this is what I need you to do if they would have tried to do what the sons of Kohath were called to do it would have led to confusion and chaos but they understand. understood God has called me to carry a burden and I will do what God has called me to do Can I tell you here in the house of the Lord tonight the job that God has called you to do might not look as spectacular Spectacular as somebody else's burden. But hey, don't be ashamed of what God has laid upon your heart. You can be excited just knowing, hey, God has chosen me. Hey, it might just be some badger skins that I'm throwing, but that's all right with me. Because it takes some badger skins to make up the tabernacle. It takes these little things that seem insignificant to make the house of God. The sons of Morari were called, set aside by God to carry the boards and the bars and the pillars and the sockets and the pins of the court. These men were carrying basically the skeleton of the tabernacle. The thing that nobody else would even see other than the sons of Morari and the sons of Gershon as they would cover those things up with the skin that God had called them to carry all making room and making a place for the sons of Korath to place the furniture that God had called them to carry here the sons of Merari brought and carried the boards and the bars and those little pins and sockets that some people might even have thought were insignificant and didn't matter but each place had its proper position And each one had to know, hey, it's my job to carry this board. It might not look like much to you, but it's going to be something solid and something sturdy to support what's going on here. And can I tell you here tonight in the house of the Lord, maybe God has just called you to carry a board or maybe some pillars. Hey, but you need to pick up your burden and say, hey, you can't make fun of me. You can't make light to me uh, because I'm bringing my part uh, into the house of God uh, and I'm going to be faithful uh, with what God has given me each burden bearer was responsible for bringing their part or their piece of the tabernacle Woo. individually it just looked like a scattered mess. But when each burden bearer by the four begin to come together and the board began to put be put where it belonged and the pen was put where it belonged and the socket was put where it belonged and the skins were hung where they belonged and the pillars were placed where they belong. Hey, before long, it started looking like a tabernacle. Before long, it started looking like a place where the glory of the Lord could come down and move and work in somebody's life. Before long, it began looking like a place where the glory of God would rest upon them. Can I I tell you it doesn't matter what your gift or what your talent is. Just bring it and let it be part of the house of God. Bring it and watch God move. Bring it and watch God deliver. Oh, to the observer. It may have looked like some positions were more important than others. But to those that knew what it was like to get under the load, they understood, I'm just going to keep bringing my part. I'm just going to keep bringing my peace. And I'm going to add it to the puzzle. And I'm going to add it to what God is doing here. Oh, they might not realize how important it is right now. But I'm just going to keep being faithful. And I'm just going to keep doing what God has called me to do. Can I tell you, there's men and women that are behind the scenes. Can I tell you, I feel in the spirit that there's some elderly women. Oh, there's some elders that have made up their minds. Hey, it doesn't matter what people think about me. They might not see me when I'm on my knees in my own house. My own bedroom touching heaven for revival and touching heaven for the backsliders and touching heaven for the prodigal sons and daughters but can I tell you we need prayer warriors to get a hold of that burden hey, and they bring it to the house of God Hey, it might seem small to somebody else but prayer touches heaven and prayer gets God's attention and prayer knows how to grab a hold of somebody's heart In Ephesians 2 and 21, Paul writing to the church in Ephesus says in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord. Two chapters later in chapter 4 and verse 16, he says, From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working in the measure of every part maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Can I tell somebody here tonight that you are a part of the body? Paul was not mistaken when he used words like groweth and words like increase and words like edify when he talked about the body coming together because he understood that when the body come together and everyone brought their own talents and their own God-given gifts and everyone came together and everything was fit together, Paul understood that there's gonna be some growth that would happen, that there would be some increase that would happen and there would be some edifying, some building up that would happen. And I tell you, Satan hates a unified church. Because a church that is unified knows how to have revival, and a church that is unified is a church that's going to grow and a church that's going to increase. Can I tell you in the house of God, the church is on the move, the church is growing, and the church is headed up? Oh, you want to shout unto God with a voice of triumph? When each member does their part, it adds up. And can I tell you, it makes a difference. Amen. A pastor can feel just a little bit more ease when he knows hey there's some people that are catching a hold of the vision there's people that are catching a hold of the burden there are people that are saying hey this isn't just Pastor Moore's church this isn't just Sister Moore's church anymore but this is my church God has placed me here to do a work God has called me to see revival and I tell you I feel in my spirit tonight that there's some men and women that are saying hey this isn't just my pastor's responsibility it's in just the worship leader's responsibility, but it goes all the way from the front, all the way to the back, from the left to the right. Yeah. I come to tell somebody there's some burden bears that have to get under the load and say whatever it takes, we must have a move of God. Whatever it takes, we must have revival. Moses could not carry the weight of the tabernacle on his own. And neither can just one man carry the weight of the church on his own. But it takes some burden bearers. It takes men and women that say, God has blessed me and God has given me increase and now I'm going to bring of myself and I'm going to give it unto the Lord. Now I know there's multiple levels, multiple different classes of people if you could want to put it like that in the house of the Lord. There's some you might have a lot to give and there's others you may feel like you don't have very much to give at all but can I tell you in God's eyes there is no big people and there is no little people. There is no rich and there is no poor except for those that have been born again of the water and of the spirit. Those are rich in God's eyes and those that have not been born again they are poor in the eyes of God. But can I let you know tonight that God said there's some that's going to bring gold and there's some that might just bring a little oil and some might just bring some spices but it doesn't matter what you bring as long as you bring unto the Lord and say God this is what I've got and this is what I'm to give, this is what you blessed me with, and so I'm giving it back to you. Hallelujah, amen. That's why I tithe is 10%. God help me, Jesus, because it doesn't matter how much you make or how little you make everybody gives 10% everybody gives what God has called them to give and God said you know what Hey, in my kingdom I need everybody in my kingdom I'm looking for everybody in my kingdom I'm looking for those that are willing to get under the load and say pastor it doesn't matter how I feel right now my mind's made up to have a move of God my mind's made up to have a move of the Holy Ghost and nothing's going to stop me hey Whatever you feel like doing, that's what I want to do. Can I let somebody know tonight that there is a call that goes forth and God is looking for bird and bears. God's looking for men and women that'll make up their minds. This bird in his mind, it belongs to me. Hallelujah. God's looking for people to rise up. And say, God, I'm going to get behind the vision because I understand that without a vision the people perish oh but if I could somehow get behind that vision if I can somehow get behind that God given call and that God given dream that God given vision and I could somehow can I tell you what children of God do can I tell you what burden bearers bears do they put wheels on the will of God they say hey how can we make this happen how can we make this work we know what God is wanting to do we know what God is promised. But how can I get involved? And how can I see to it that God's will is done not only in my life and not only in my family's life, but in my church and in my community? Hey, how? what can I do? Oh, God, do I need to fall on my face and pray a little more? God, do I need to push the plate back a little more? Hey, God, do I need to knock on some doors? God, what do I need to do? Do I need to call somebody and tell them, hey, God, love you, and God wants to move in your life my wife would make her way to the music it's easy to be a burden but what God is looking for is somebody to be a burden bearer it's easy to prop up on what's happening and weigh it down but it's another thing to throw up your hands and say, "God, I'm getting behind this thing, and I'm going to make sure that the will of God is done in my life, and that the will of God is done in my family." I wonder could we throw our hands up right now all across the house of the Lord? Hallelujah. <sighs> First Peter two and nine says, "But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood." and holy nation and peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light can I tell you tonight that if you have been called out of darkness that God has placed a call on your life, a burden on you that says I must tell somebody about the wonderful life of truth I'm chosen by God He's washed me He's cleansed me I'm peculiar I'm special to God and what God wants to do in Luke chapter 10 verse 30 we find the story of what we call the good Samaritan tonight I want to present it to you maybe a little different than the way you've heard it before But it says, Then Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way. When he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise, a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and whatsoever thou spendest more when I come again I will repay thee now the Samaritan is carried to the wounded by a beast of burden can I tell you this Samaritan is the type of Jesus and the beast of burden is you and me and that beast took Jesus, who took the Samaritan. And there the oil and the wine was able to be poured into the wounded man. And the wounded was placed on that beast of burden. And that beast of burden carried the wounded to the end and to the host of the end. Or if you let me say it like this, he took him to the church. Took him to where the pastor was. Doesn't that sound a whole lot like Jesus? There's just something to cover. I'm going away, but when I come again, I'm going to repay you for everything that you spent. Now, the priest, he had a job to do at the the temple. He was too busy to stop for the broken and for the hurting. And the Levite, likewise. Maybe he was a son of Kohath or maybe he was a son of Moriah or maybe a son of Goshen. He had had a task to do in the house of the Lord. But he didn't have a burden for the broken. And he went on his way. Can I tell you what God is looking for in this house and in this hour? God is looking for somebody that will put Jesus on their backs. And have a burden and carry Jesus to the broken and say so he can put some oil and some wine in those wounds and Jesus can bind you up oh and I'm going to help you and I'm going to put you on my back as a burden and I'm going to carry you to the house of God and I'm going to introduce you to a church full of people that will love you and, and I'm going to introduce you to a man that has a burden for your lost soul oh, and we're going, to, we're going to help take care of you and we're going to help make sure that, that, that God moves and works in your life oh can I tell you tonight in the house of the Lord that God is looking for burden bears who's willing to carry Jesus to the world who's willing to carry him to a lost and dying people and let them know I know you're broken but in the house of the Lord there is redemption and there is forgiveness for sins. and I'm about to flip this on us a little bit in Luke chapter 19 and verse 30 Jesus told two of his disciples saying go ye into the village over against you in the witch at at your entering you shall find a colt tied wherein yet never man said loose him and bring him hither and if any man ask you why do ye loose him thus shall you send him because the Lord hath need of him Jesus was getting ready to make a triumphant entry into Jerusalem And can I tell you, as Pastor Moore already talked about tonight, Jesus is getting ready to make another triumphant entry into this world. But this time he will not be whipped. He will not be lashed. But this time he will ride in with power and dominion and authority and tonight right now God is looking to loose somebody in this house tonight God is looking to deliver somebody in this house tonight and tell you hey before I come again there's a lost and dying world that need to hear about me he said under the sound of my voice tonight bound by things ought not to have you bound but Jesus said I want to loose you and I want to sit on you and I want you to carry me I know you I know you feel like hey uh, there's no point to my life uh, that there's no use in me nobody could really desire me and nobody could really want me I could never be of any value to anybody but here Jesus said hey uh, loose him and say hey uh, I have need of him Jesus has need of some burden bearers tonight in the house of God. You've been bound up long enough. You've been hindered long enough. You've been blinded long enough. It's time for you to catch a hold of the revelation. Hero is with the Lord our God is one Lord. It's time for you to catch a hold of the revelation that God is able to do anything. That God is able oh, to give deliverance to every captive soul. Lose him and let him go. I've got need, I've got need, I've got need. But can I tell you, that coat had to submit himself to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. As they placed those coats on his back, and as Jesus climbed on top of that coat, that coat had to submit to the burden that was placed upon his life. And can I tell you tonight that if you're ever going to be used by God, Are you ever going to be anything in the kingdom of God? You're going to have to submit to Jesus. You're going to have to submit to the work that he's calling you to do. You're going to have to submit to the burden that he's calling you to bear. You're going to have to submit and say, hey, God, I understand. Oh, that you are loosen me from the things of this world. But you're not just loosing me from the world. Just so I can just run around and do whatever feels good. But you've got a purpose for my life. And you've got a purpose for my future come on church let's pray come on let's talk to God together all across this house come on as my wife begins us saying, if you're here tonight and you don't have the Holy Ghost tonight would be a good night to be loosed tonight would be a good night to yield yourself to the call of God place to pray.
0: How I many thankful for the Word of God tonight? And a stir in our hearts, our minds, and our spirit. Because you and I both know that this is the most important thing in life. It's a church. A church. I want a place where people can come and find hope and find answers and find help. the church, she rises up to her call and begins to bear her burden and run the race and fight to fight. Could it be that some of these other industries that's doing so well won't do as well? When you start winning the drug addicts and you bring them to this place, when you start a man counseling and working with folks that once was just uh not really given to society but pulling from society but now they get good jobs and they go to work and they start putting in instead of taking out and they start increasing right here in our own community in places that we talk about certain areas, amen, in geographical locations because, because of the conditions a lot of people gravitate there because they can't afford anything else and in those places but what would happen if revival would break out into those places, amen or if I would begin to take part of those homes and those folks, amen, begin to wake up and realize that you know what, paying tithes, amen, it's a whole lot better a whole lot of better outcome, amen, if I come to the house of God, if I come and find Jesus, amen, find somebody that's Got Jesus, I'm telling you, we need some old-fashioned move of the power of Jesus Christ in our lives. Hell, you watching a lunatic walking here in one night in one service being set free and made whole. Hey, I know I, we got some that lives within a, just even hundred yards of this building right here. I'm telling you, drugs has burnt them up. They're totally destroyed. But Jesus Christ can make them a new creation. Jesus Christ can turn his world around. Jesus Christ, there's not a medicine, there's not a physical doctor that tell us a Jesus. There is a Jesus and there is a Holy Ghost that can make him a brand new creature that can give him a sound mind come on honey if he can do it for the lunatic honey he can do it for them (laughs) and it takes everybody and everybody's important everybody's important right down to that last little pig to shut in his place to lock all the boards (laughs) that tabernacle represents jesus christ the sanctuary the veil that i'm going to come in and now you and i can take them or take jesus to them impact their world (laughs) by the one called jesus that's in our lives he flows and operates (laughs) praise god witness of the holy ghost and the power of god there's no better life folks we're living the best life there is to live This is the best life. And it's sure going to be in that moment. Hallelujah. When the trump of God sounds. Or in that moment when that death thing makes his sweep through. Making sure. Making that election sure. Let's get a hold of this church. This is a God thing. If it happens, it's a God thing. I'll say it again. If it happens, it's a God thing. Because it's really a God thing. How many elders in this church ever dreamed that one day that we would be bidding or looking for to buy that field? Did it ever cross our minds? I can't explain it either. I was just coming up 57 one day and all of a sudden looked over there and said, Man, just like a black bub, come on. We need to feel. Need a place to raise our children and grandchildren. and A place that others can come and find God. Our world's in trouble our community's in trouble our county's in more trouble than they won't still And we've got the answer no disrespect to the border supervisors or anybody else but they don't have the answer we got the answer i don't care if it's a, a republican a man president or a democrat president or an independent the white house don't have the answer we got the answer we got it it's here this is the house this is the house (laughs) that we want Jesus to come his presence and his power and his glory to fill the house in such a way that even when they wander in off the streets they would blunder in here and say hey hey I've took this and I've done that and I've been here and I've been there but I've never felt this I've never felt this love I've never felt this presence Well there's something here I've, I've never Oh it'll happen It'll happen You can bank on it It's going to happen God's going to have a revival God's going to have a people That's going to be made up in their minds and hearts I'm going to be a part of it And I'm willing to pay the price at Whatever it might be I'm willing to do it, giving ourselves time and effort, our lives, because that's what Jesus done. That's what he done. Love you tonight. Thank you, Brother Rouse, for the word tonight. Praise God. Sister Rouse, appreciate you. This good family, they will be with us. Amen. Nothing changed. They'll probably be with us again a week from tonight again. And then following the next Sunday, they'll be with us starting back up Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Everything kind of goes to plan. I know we kind of, but we're just doing the best we can, ain't we? Praise God. And God's helping us. And we're so thankful for that. And appreciate you. Appreciate all the families, each one of you. Just don't forget Easter Sunday, this coming Sunday. Invite somebody. Tell them to come out and be with us. One service, 10 o'clock service, 9.30 prayer time, 10 o'clock service time. Hey, we're going to come take our time. We're going to have a good time. We're just having one service, so we're not going to be in a hurry. We're just going to let God come Come ready to have church, too. Come. Yeah, I don't care who you bring or who's here. Come to worship God. Come magnify God. Create an atmosphere that the power of God would be in this house. And let God just be God. Let Him take care of that. That's their only hope anyway. If it makes them mad, well, they need to get mad. Maybe if we get them mad enough, they'll do something about it. Praise God! Hallelujah! Amen! Hallelujah! One way or another, Amen! Praise God! But love you and appreciate you. Sister Moore wants to meet with the ladies right after service. You'll meet in a fellowship hall. So right after service, Sister Moore wants to meet with the ladies just for a, for a couple of minutes. It won't take but just a few minutes if you don't mind. I know it's Wednesday night. So if you would, kind of just make your way on over there, and it won't take just a minute, all right? Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you.